Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Uh, throwing it down. The Thursday night uh, throwdown has uh, begun as it's chaos uh, and uh, carnage as uh, we throw it down in the early morning hours uh, following a crazy, crazy. Uh, Wednesday in the world of uh, sports. And when we talk about uh, crazy, we're talking about apocalyptic uh, skies in the Bay Area. We're talking about 29 runs scored in a baseball game. It's been so crazy uh, that uh, 19 uh, runs in a 19 nothing game actually is sort of what? Yeah, who cares? Because we've had double overtimes and we've had everything else uh, in between as we kick it. The countdown is on. The National Football League regular season is set to kick off. Thursday night uh, football rapidly approaching, uh, depending on where you are right now. Either way, it's less than 24 hours. Let's do this thing. Uh, you know how we roll on the Wicked uh, Wednesday as uh, the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart steps up and in. And uh, Cam, we're going to run the gauntlet uh, with Cam, who has to be a little bit gutted after a heartbreaking. We're talking about heartbreaking. We're talking about like Ralph Wiggum getting his heart ripped out. All right, uh, on the Krusty the Clown uh, show, the New York Islanders lose with like eight seconds left. They gave up a goal late in the first period of play. Exactly what you can to do. Devastating loss uh, for the New York Islanders, and you got to believe that it's all but done as they're down two games uh, to none. But the Toronto Raptors were also down two games uh, to none in a wild uh, series. We're going seven, and uh, Kyle Lowry is the difference maker. Kyle Lowry drops. 33 points, takes over late in a classic old-school Eastern Conference uh, battle, Eastern Conference uh, finals stake uh, at birth. They're throwing it down on Friday night. We're going to be breaking it down uh, following uh, the game, uh, God willing, a basketball game in which the Boston Celtics are one-and-a-half-point favorites. And, man, this series price has gone up and down like a a toilet seat at a Polish wedding. And we credit uh, our good friend and – Great guy, Steve Ludzik, former head coach of the uh, of the Tampa Bay Lightning. As the Tampa Bay Lightning now just a couple of wins away from the Stanley Cup uh, Finals. We got a ton of stuff to get to here uh, this evening. We got golf picks. Uh, we've got football picks, NFL, NBA, Kawhi Leonard doing his thing. Uh, Clippers on a collision course with the Lakers. Sports Rage late. Bring it. Bet for Rage. Sports 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without Rage Hall. <laughs> Sports Rage Late Night. I am Gabriel Renzi throwing it down. Shout out to all of our uh, radio affiliates uh, out there. What's up, uh, SoCal? And uh, everybody uh, stay safe uh, right now in the Bay Area. Apocalyptic uh, skies. An apocalyptic uh, orange. A San Francisco giant orange. And, you know, I was just there a couple of weeks ago and I saw a shot earlier uh, today on Twitter, and it was noon uh, in San Francisco, and it was completely orange, and, like, it really did just look like a video game. And you just figure, well, 2020. And, you know, I also uh, figured, well, that's quite a sign as far as the San Francisco Giants uh, are concerned. It was almost like it was San Francisco Giant night uh, tonight. What a wild day. And, I don't know, I lose track of the dates. So, like, especially right now for us, it's different dates right now for different people. We're on in a lot of places. So, um, you know, for some people, it's Thursday. For, um, you know, it's all Thursday, actually, depending on what time of the day and uh, and all that. Um, uh, but I guess technically, they, we'll call it, uh, what, September uh, September the 9th. Like, uh, oh, yeah, most runs scored at a baseball game since 1900. Uh, 29 runs. You know, Marlin uh, backers were feeling pretty good when they were up 2 nothing tonight, uh, Cam. 29 runs later, uh, that, that, that's a shame. 29 runs put up. Most runs scored in a baseball game since uh, 1900. I mean, earlier in the day, we had a 19-0 uh, game. Uh, we, we could go on and, oh, yeah, a classic double overtime, crazy Eastern Conference tilt uh, with a trip to the Eastern Conference finals on the line. I tell you what, Wednesday, September the 9th uh, was a classic sports day, uh, Cam. Oh, buddy, yeah, you said it. It started off Milwaukee, 19 runs. I'm like, they beat Detroit, 19 nothing. Then we're going in here. I look at Atlanta. Kyle from Atlanta texted me like, 24, 25. Gabe, I'm telling you, man, it was just stupid. And you said it. That Raptor game was absolutely insane. When they had a foul under the basket on that play, and there was no call, and the, uh, and the Boston Celtics had the exact same play, and there was a foul. I'm like, here we go. 
But the thing is, Norm Powell, this guy stepped up when he needed to. But I told you, these guys got to cover Tice better under the basket. He had he had his way down low. There it was absolutely stupid. Dunk, dunk, dunk. Easy, easy layups. But, man, these guys grinded through it. I got to hand it to them. Lowry's an absolute beast. And you talk about game seven, Marantz. He was insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We're not done yet. So we saw the San Francisco crazy sky. So we, we were on the right side with Atlanta with the 29. And then we go, we got to take the Giants on uh, game time decisions. They, they're smashing it. And then I'm watching the Islander uh, Tampa Bay going, perfect. It's going to overtime. Oh, yeah. But the Lightning scored with like 7.8 seconds left. Like, wah, wah. gut-wrenching. Absolutely gut-wrenching. And I brought up, you remember the episode when poor uh, Ralph Wiggum got his heart ripped out on TV. Krusty the Clown. Choo-choo-choosy. Uh, yeah, he just got his heart ripped right out, like thrown right in the garbage can. And that's that's that. And, you know, it's amazing because you and I talked about it on Game Time Decisions earlier in the day. And we talked about how, like, those are just backbreakers. And while we were on Tampa, think about Tampa's two goals, Cam. They scored with a minute and 30 left in the first period. And then they scored with eight seconds left in the game. And they win. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, what? Like, honestly, like, when it's when when that happens, what can you do? Like, what? Like, honestly, what are you gonna do for the honors? You know what? You're gonna go back and watch. I tape? gotta be honest with you. What the hell is that gonna do? Exactly. Like, all you can do is you go back to your hotel room and you get drunk. <laughs> like, basically, you go back to your room, you have a couple of drinks, and uh, whatever, man. You wake up in the morning and go back to the morning skate. But what are you gonna do? It's just. It is what it is. It looks like it's Tampa's year, ironically enough. Without Stamkos right now, everything's coming up. Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, but amazing. What a night uh, of that gut-wrenching right there. It's like one of those just sort of historic nights in sports. While this is going on, that's going on. It's over there. That's happening. And there's just so many things going on at once. But the NBA game, listen, people. some people are outraged. Scotty Farrell. Um, you know, believes that you know they they gave the game to the Toronto Raptors with the non calls. Are you kidding me? Um, really? Listen, does he really I, believe that? Like, I, I think no, no. And I love Pharrell. Like, you know, like I'm watching the game again. The Raptors got no calls in that game. They won that game despite the refs. So you're telling me at the end of the game there, Kyle Lowry got like a zero point out. something. They didn't even call a foul. <laughs> like, not just that. Not this. Not just that. Nick Nurse even looked. He goes, "Are you kidding me?" I think he was still in shock on that inbound play at the end of the at the end of uh, the game. There shouldn't even have gone to overtime. That's a foul on an inbound play. Everybody knows that in basketball, it's like a pass. It's a foul. The referees didn't even do nothing. Boston did the exact same thing. They called it a foul. So you got to tell me, like, you look at my face, you look at us straight, and say you you really believe the league gave the game to the Raptors. The Raptors won despite the refereeing. It's That's the point. bottom line. I don't, I, you know, me personally, too. Listen, the Kemba Walker, he was looking for a call late. He wanted the bailout. He wanted the call with 0.0 seconds left, basically. They're not going to do it. And I'm glad that they didn't do it. If you actually watch it in slow motion, you watch the play over, there was nothing egregious. Yeah, there was a little contact. It was a demolition derby out there. It's the Eastern Conference. There's a trip to the finals at stake. They've been letting everything go in the bubble. And I'm with you, bro. I tweeted out, yes, immediately after it happened. I don't know how that wasn't a shooting foul on OG. Yeah, you know, it's non-shooting. What do you mean it's not shooting? He went up to slam the ball exactly. and he got fouled. That's a shooting foul. Like, don't tell me that's not a shooting it's foul. It's the most but, obvious, Gabe. Like, everybody who doesn't even know basketball knows that. Yeah, but they were exactly. letting everything go, like, so it's fine. They were like, no, no, on. we're going to overtime. All of you guys shut up and decide it yourselves. Tony Brothers told the players to decide it uh, themselves. And 
you know, the Boston Celtics uh, right now are minus one and a half point favorites going into game seven. I'll tell you, it's advantage Toronto. We talked about it and I said, all right, let's see Boston close this out. They couldn't do it. They came close. They couldn't do it. Now, you know, they're going to be focused. They're going to bring it. But I love the fact that Marcus Smart wanted to fight after and he was all rattled. Van Fleet was mouthing off. That plays right into the Raptors' hands. The Raptors are a more physical team than Boston. Like, if they want to get into that, like, that just gets the rap. Like, Ibaka lives on that stuff, man. Like, um, like Kyle Lowry loves that. Like, Van Fleet's a chirpy dude, dude. He talks a lot. Like, they love that stuff. And the Raptors have the experience. They've been down this road before. I think they're going to win the game seven, but it's going to be another sweat job. Let's be real. I got to tell you, though, Marenzi, even though I agree with everything that you said, you know, I'm just, it's actually funny. I'm just watching the game again. And we talked about this on uh, GTD and in game live. Tease open underneath there when they went small. It was brutal. Like every, he, he got anything he wanted. And he's not even like, you know, I, I get it. He's turning into a really good player, but the defense has to be better. That's the thing. Like we talked about Siakam and everybody else. Like you cannot let that guy have easy dunks, easy shot. It was so easy. When Siakam goes up, he has to do like a double reverse pivot, boom. Maybe it goes in, maybe it doesn't. He had a lot that kicked out tonight. But I'm going to tell you, man, in the final game, they got to find a way. One of their big men, they got to get in this guy's grill. He's getting too confident. And one of the craziest um, craziest things, um, and, and there's so many crazy things. Listen, there were more calls and non-calls than the Jerry Lewis telethon, all right? Like, basically, like, there's <laughs> people are going to be talking about telethon. this forever. And... Like, yeah, you want to talk, people are like all over Pascal Siakam all the time. But listen, Siakam has struggled, but imagine if Siakam, yeah. and this is amazing, in which when there's only two white guys on the floor, it was Jason Tatum threw the ball to Nick Nurse. He thought it was Thies. <laughs> and this is another thing. Dude, like, it's been wild. Like, the fact, like, people have no idea. Like, the Raptors basically are like a criminal that has robbed like 312 banks and they're they're near like they're coming like 0.1 second away from getting arrested all the time you know what i mean like like they're turning oh, the corner do I ever the cops are turning yes. the other corner like like dude like they're they've come so close like like the luck that they had dude if there's fans if there's fans they're not in a bubble kyle lowry can't make that throw over taco fall he was able to take like four feet back and throw it over. There's no one there. Normally, there's like rich people and owners and everyone there. So That's number one, they, they won because of that. Tonight, Jason Tatum looks over. Nick Nurse is where he wouldn't normally be if it's not bubble. There's no one else there. He's like the only other white guy there. Besides, besides. And Tatum sings the ball at him. And then he's like, oh my God, I thought it was nice. You can't make this stuff up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. 
I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit today. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better at it. Sports Rage. Late night. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down. Let's do this uh, thing. Uh, The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, uh, kicking it with us. And, uh, you know, we can talk all night uh, with Cam. It's been a marathon for him. Uh, today, a lot of stuff to get to. We'll bring Babano in in a couple of minutes to say hi uh, to Cam. Um, always, uh, we always love that awkward hello. God knows how he'll uh, he'll do it. <laughs> Last week, I was hello, hard guys. on him though. I, yeah, I said, why can't you just say like, hey, thanks for like, like I do radio hits. Like I do, uh, I do ESPN Florida every Friday, and you know they say thanks for joining me, Gabe. You know what I mean? They, I don't go on like a long soliloquy. Happy to be here. Pleasure to be here, guys. <laughs> Ready to roll. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> very, very short. Like, what's up, guys? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, right? There's a couple of, you know, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, how you doing, guys? <laughs> Thank you. So so I, I look forward to his awkward uh, intro. So, so you know, you saw those uh, those shots from San Francisco, and I swear, Cam, it's awesome. amazing. So I love traveling around. I saw the pictures, and I literally had my birthday dinner Right, right where the the newspaper, the San Francisco Chronicle, took the shot uh, this morning of the city in orange, and you know just just craziness. And we talked about the San Francisco Giants and you know the orange hue and of course the Giants colors. It, just, it was amazing, amazing pictures. Although it's a serious situation, yet you know um, they're playing football, and you said, "Ah, they'll play in the hue. It's all right." What about golf, Cam? As, you know, we're going to the Safeway here. It's time to go to the pharmacy, Cam. Pick up some supplies at the pharmacy. Uh, going to the local Safeway here. Napa Valley. Love this is Safeways. where I was. It's, there's forest fires. Everything's on fire up there, Cam. Like, I don't know. Are they playing golf? Like, what's going on with this? They, everything's fine? Yeah, hey, hey, they're going to play. I'll tell you, Gabe, my brother used to work at Safeway. And uh, I'll tell you, back in the day, one of the best oh, grocery stores. And you know, like... Being a West Coast guy, Safeway rocks the West. Like Washington State, Oregon, like Safeway is a strong, strong store. I used to love Safeway, and then they turned it into stupid stores that I have. I actually miss Safeway. Great deals. I will say this. They're in Napa. It's wine region. I haven't heard anything like they're talking about canceling the tournament. It was weird. I went on a couple sites. I saw, like, 
some Sergio Garcia stuff, like he's there, not there, whatever. I think there might be a couple guys pulling out, but I haven't heard anything about this uh, tournament that's canceled. I will say this, though. It's an interesting tournament, the safe way, and you brought up a great point. These guys, they'll do anything. Like golfers, think about this. All the heavy hitters. So what's uh, what's DJ doing right now? He's probably banging Paulina, and they're having, like, strawberries in bed. He's got $15 million. Justin Thomas, Morikawa, all these guys, pfft, they're sleeping. But you know who's playing? Phil's playing. A couple other guys are playing. You know what? They just, you said it, they love money. They just f- smell smell the money. And the Safeway, it's like, it's one of those tournaments that it's not as bad as people think. Like, I was looking at some of the guys that are there, like Kuchar's there, Siwoo Kim's there. There's a few other guys. Obviously, the big guys who played the top 30 are not there. But you know what? I got a couple picks for this thing. I don't, like, love, love, love everything. But there's a few guys that I think are going to play really well, Gabe. They, it's a one of these short courses, 7,166 yard, par 72, four par fives under 580. What does that mean? Big ball hitters. Guys who can crush it like 340 off the tee. You're going in with an iron. Easy, bees, easy breezy, buddy. And I'll tell you this, Cam Champ won this tournament before. Very emotional stuff. Uh, he was a kid who didn't grow up with the country uh, club lifestyle. He's uh, part black, part white. His grandfather was passing away when this tournament was there, and he won by one shot, shot and broke down. It was actually a really nice tournament. I remember it was going up against uh, football at that time. But it's a good tournament this week, Gabe, and there's a couple guys that I really, really like. And I'll tell you something. Phil Mickelson's one of these uh, choices. He's probably third or fourth choice on the board. People don't know. If you don't follow golf, Phil Mickelson went into the senior tour in his first event and crushed everyone. He's in good form, Gabe. I'll tell you, I'm not sure. Like, I almost have to bet the guy. There's some guys that I like, but Phil is on fire. And the thing is, he still has the length. He was out driving all those guys last week. If he hits it straight, he'll be there. I'll tell you what. Yeah, one thing with Phil, we got to start betting on some more seniors uh, golf uh, for sure because, you know, Phil's going to feast on these guys. Um, yeah, he likes money, and he's just so damn good uh, still. We should note Brendan Steele, two-time winner here. On this uh, on this golf course, and I want to bring up uh, before we bring in Babano uh, here. So uh, officials from the PGA Tour and Safeway Open will continue to monitor air quality after smoke and ash from nearby wildfires descend, descend on the Silverado Resort. So um, I like how they drop this. Our thoughts are those uh, who are impacted uh, by the ongoing uh, wildfires, as we do every week. The PGA Tour is in constant communication with local authorities to monitor the current health and safety conditions. Uh, This week in Napa, uh, the air quality management at this time says there's no restrictions on outdoor activities. As you stated, nothing stops golf. Um, The air quality (laughs) index is currently in a moderate range. Uh, They do admit visibility, however, may become an issue that impacts or temporarily disrupts this event. Like I said, if they can't see, it's going to be a problem. Like, But um, we'll keep our eye on this. Let's bring in uh, Babano. Uh, right now, Babano steps up and in. What's up, Babano? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to be with you guys. This is really the first time since the fourth uh, start. Like we're in a unique time because you got golf still going on. You've got the NBA and NHL playoffs going on, and oh, NFL's kicking off. Talking about unique times, we're in them right now. Yep, twenty 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 is um, yeah. You can say you can say that the worlds worlds are colliding as all these sports have never been uh, played at the same time, or they sort of have been, but yeah, normally, like when you're talking about NFL football and NBA basketball, it's the beginning of the NBA season. Like everything's like upside down now. 
Like, look at the weather, man. There's like snowstorms in Denver. Colorado's got rocked. Yeah, then there's snow. Like, there's a winter rocked. storm a couple of days after. It's like, you know, 94 degrees. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, the world, I don't know, man. 2020's not done yet either. I have a feeling the final, there's a couple more final acts that uh, are still going to deliver uh, here. And you got a bright fire red sky in San Francisco. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, we just, I, I brought that up, Babano. <laughs> Yeah, bet the Giants, Babano. That was uh, the whole moral state, story. Yeah. They said more the orange as well, Babano. More orange, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, Cam, I mentioned Brendan Steele. Is it asking too much for this guy to win again? Uh, two-time winner here. There. 22 He'll be to one. there, Marenzi. The pro- yeah, the problem with Steele, like he's one of those guys, like, yeah, it's a perfect golf course for him. What does Brendan Steele do well? He murders the ball. What doesn't he do well? Sometimes he's a streaky putter. But the thing is, if the guy keeps it in play and nails it, he's going to be in in these par fives, putting for eagle every time. If he gets the flat stick working, it's good. But I got a couple other guys, Gabe, and I'm, you know, I'm going to tell people, like, Phil is actually, I, I wish his odds were a little bit better. He can play with these guys. And think about this. You play your first event on the senior tour, you win. I think he's afraid of these guys. A lot of these guys are lower tier. They're tier B and C guys, right? So Phil's like, okay, let's play. But I will say this. The, my favorite guy... Joel Damon, he's a Washington State guy. He's 30 to 1. Also, take a look at his record. Two top 15s in the last events there. He's played well at the WGC. He played well FedEx, yeah, FedEx St. Jude, all the other tournaments. He's there. Joel Damon's 30 to 1. Love it. Another guy, Cameron Davis. He's been peaking in the right direction. He's 33 to 1. Watch out for him. I know we all want to take bombs, but it's about who wins at the end, and these prices are still good mid-range. You're looking for two other guys, Gabe. I know you've been on this guy before for DFS, and he was really good to you. Will Gordon. People don't talk about Will Gordon. This is a perfect course for him. The guy murders it. 60 to 1. If he can get any type of good approaches going, that's a great price for a good player at Will Gordon. And watch out for Denny McCarthy, 65 to 1. Hey, Gabe, it's it's the safe way open. I can't give you six beers. I've already drank two, so you get four. You get Joel Damon, Cameron Davis, Will Gordon, and Denny McCarthy. Put that in the you pipe. You can only fill so it, much in your, in your cart. It's at the pharmacy. It's not the rolling cart. You, you, you got you, you, you stock. All right. A guy you didn't bring up, though, is and a guy who's played good golf uh, this year, Shez Reevy. Uh, Shez Reevy, 33 to 1. I think he's going to be in the mix, uh, Cam. Worthy of some uh, some prop plays, some finishing position props, top 10s, top 20s, top 20s, uh, Shez Reevy. I don't know where you're getting your golf information from, Gabe, but keep it up. You're doing a great job. Chez Reevy, he let us down a couple weeks ago, but here's the deal. Top 10, top 20s, he'll be there. Chez Reevy's that bulldog. You know, he doesn't really have that 76 in him. He'll just keep on grinding and grinding. Will he win the tournament? I'm not sure. Will he finish top 10 or 20? Yes. So, yeah, if you like that, Marenzi, always, too, just a little bit of a sprinkle. Chez Reevy, too, in this field, he doesn't have to deal with uh, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, you know, all, all the big guys, right? Colin Morikawa. These guys who make millions, they're on holiday right now after uh, the Tour Championship. I told you, the lowest place guy got $400,000 just to show up. So they're on vacation. You know, I've simplified it, Cab, in a sense. Listen, I don't, you know, I can't start talking about, like, tee to green and strokes gained and, and all that stuff that, uh, you know, that Mayo, uh, Mayo loves yeah. and, and, you know, the golf, the golf nerds are, are great with it. Uh, but for me, I've sort of simplified it, Cam Abano, in the sense that I'm just like, look, this guy's finished in the top 10, seven of the last 10 events, or this guy's finished, you know what I mean? I'm like, 
sort of handicapping it in a, in a sport way almost. And exactly. Listen, it's tough. I, I listen. I I'll pat myself on the back. I did have John Rom in that tournament. You know it. I picked it. It was my one pick. So I did have John yep. Rom, but I've just had a lot. I find it a lot more easy, a lot more success picking these top twenty props at plus money. Top tens pushing it a bit, but like I, you know, they really are. We were talking about teasers, but at least they're plus money. These things. They're not exactly. minus money. They're plus. They're, they're they're plus money props. All right. So we'll keep Cam for one more segment. We got Ian Cameron kicking it with us uh, right now, betting with Babano. Um, we'll get into some NFL football. It's time. I guess it's like today. We can say like it's yeah, coming up, but it's technically today. hours. Let's go. Countdown's on. Clock is ticking. Who are we betting on? More trades late night. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portraits late night continues. I am Gabriel Moranzi. A crazy day, crazy year, crazy show. Quick as 120 minutes in sports. Uh, let's roll. We've got the raging redhead Cam Stewart. Level one is flying by just as um, as time does itself. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, kicking it with us uh, right now. We were just talking about uh, the, um, the Safeway Open. And just for the record, they were talking about it during their practice rounds. They couldn't see the ball for the first six holes, they said. Um, but they're talking about how the winds are going to, you know, could probably make the visibility better as the tournament uh, goes on. And it doesn't surprise me just because, you know, good things always happen to rich people. And like like they said, they said, oh, the wind's going <laughs> to blow it away like any other direction from, from the golf course. And I, I, I've been up there in Napa Valley, and it was amazing. I was in San Francisco, and there's like packs of seagulls, like attacking people because they're so hungry. And, like, everything's oh, boarded yeah. up and stuff. You go up to Napa Valley, it's beautiful. You wouldn't know there was a pandemic at all uh, going on. Um, all right, uh, so countdown to football is on. And um, congratulations, props to Babano. Uh, I know, Babano, you've been picking a lot of winners as of late. You've been on a nice uh, roll uh, right now. And I know you're always uh, prepared. And I guarantee you're going to be more prepared for college football tomorrow uh, than I am. Man, listen, you know I'm a diehard Raptor fan, so... I've been sort of a sports fan this week. I've been betting, but you know, I've just sort of been in fandom mode um, where even if I lose a bet, I'm like, yeah, at least the Raptors won. <laughs> and I won money on that. Although Cam, three and one with the strikeout props tonight, buddy. They all won besides Beautiful. Carrasco. But buddy, uh, I, I know Babano. Yeah, we'll, we'll have That's more tomorrow. That's your thing. Right, uh, yep, Babano, yep. I know you've been killing it. So are uh, you ready for some, before we get into the NFL, Babano, are you ready for some college football tomorrow? Have you taken a look at the board yet? Yeah, I mean, uh, college football was good last week. Army was good. Uh, Arkansas State covered. Uh, the only loss was SMU Texas State over the total. And if not for fumbles and touchdowns turned uh, turned away by refereeing, uh, that could have been a different. But no, it was a good week. Uh, UAB Miami uh, on Thursday. 
it's a really, really tough game because Miami's brought in De'Ara King, the Houston transfers, their quarterback. They're changing the offense. It's Manny Diaz's second season as the head coach, but this was an offense that last year run heavy, slow paced, and now they want to go spread. Now they want to go fast and bring in De'Ara and help. Are they going to be ready to be just firing on all cylinders in their first game? That's a question mark. Plus, they haven't played a game yet. Whereas on the flip side, you do have a UAB team, guys, that did play a game last week, albeit they were sloppy. They didn't really play all that well. They beat Central Arkansas 45-35. You know, the final score wasn't really impressive. UAB turned the ball over a lot. Penalties were an issue in that football game. Nevertheless, they do have the game under their belt. They do have a solid defense. The quarterback plays a little sketchy for them. I like their running back, Spencer Brown, who's really good running the football. The only issue is for UAB, because I lean to them plus the points tomorrow, but they have not stepped up well against Power 5 teams. You look at recent results. Last year, two years ago, UAB kind of – they were good in Conference USA, but then you got them up against a Power 5 team, and sometimes they just couldn't handle it. So that's the issue I have. But I'm telling you right now, if I'm betting this game, it's UAB plus the points or pass. Miami is on this brutal – I believe it's a 2-14 and 14 ATS run laying more than a touchdown. They've just not been a team to lay big points with in recent seasons. Now you're changing the offense. Now you're bringing in a new quarterback, albeit a talented one in De'Eric King from Houston. I think it's going to take time for the offense to gel. Yeah, you know, I'm not a big Manny Diaz uh, fan. I am a big De'Eric King fan. I think uh, De'Eric King's a great quarterback. Um, one thing I'll say, and uh, Cam, we'll quickly, you know, we'll get your take on it too, but I look at this game and Babano brought it up. You and I talked a lot about that game last week with Central Arkansas. And, you know, that was Central Arkansas' second game of a battle, right? Uh, Central Arkansas played against Austin P uh, as well. So, you know, they put up 35 points, high scoring, 80 points. I believe that's the game you lost the teaser with, Cam. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the dreaded horrible college teaser. teaser. Yeah, the, the, you learned the lesson there. But what I'm saying is, dude, if there was 80 points in a Central Arkansas UAB game, I think the Miami Hurricanes and UAB can get to 55. It's 54 and a half. And I get it, Babano, they're changing the offense. And, you know, the thing with colleges is, though, we're seeing there's been points, man. These offenses click. Miami have a lot of team speed and stuff. UAB's defense is pretty good, but they're going to have problems. I, I I get it as far as the points. I wouldn't be in a hurry to be laying 15 points here, but I think we can get there to the over. That's my gut feel, uh, Kev. So Babano is saying the Blazers plus the points. I'm saying the over. What's your take? Yeah, I, I think I agree with both of you guys. I'll tell you one thing, too. That BYU-Navy uh, game, if you're not even giving respect to, you know, the armed forces school and you keep on, like, laying it on thick, I'm like, what are you doing? Come on, Mormons. You know, you got you got the Navy sitting there. You're already smoking these guys, and you're pot piling it on. Anyway, here's the point. That game went over. You're right, Marenzi. All these games, even if they start off with a couple bad drives, they find ways to get over. The college clock is very, very different, right? First down, we stop things. It just seems to me, you know, you look at that total, it seems a little bit light. I'll tell you, I won't be laying points with Miami. The Hurricanes are a horrible favorite. Let's call it out for what it is. That bowl game versus Louisiana Tech was one of the worst performances ever. These guys couldn't get out of their own shadow. Uh, they might smoke UAB, but I'll tell you something. I don't lay it down till I take a look at this team. And them winning by more than two touchdowns and covering, mm, that's a bad recipe. So I'd lean UAB, and I'd, uh, I think they can score on Miami too. And, and it wasn't just, uh, and it wasn't just uh, Louisiana Tech that they lost to Cam at the end of the regular season last year. They lost to FIU. 
Florida International as well. And they got drilled in both of those games. So it was just a dismal ending to really a disappointing first year for Diaz. And he's got a lot of work to do. I tell you what, it's pretty crazy how, um, you know, as you say, college football uh, starts uh, here. And you look at some of these, these point spreads. And without fans, it really is a difference. I think this is going to be, I don't think it'll make a difference in the NFL all that much. Uh, but I think it's going to be a big difference in college. It's such a big equalizer, man. Like college kids don't deal with with road games very well. Now it's it's not it's it's so much you know it's so much easier. BYU talked yeah. about it. it's a good point too. BYU enjoyed running the score up, you could tell. But I'll tell you what, Navy would do the same thing to them. <laughs> so you know that's it, true, Gabe. It's, Navy could totally accept it. They're men. It is what it is. Um, and speaking of men, I mean, I think the average age of the BYU football team is 27. Oh, yeah. They're older yeah, than these the Cleveland guys are Browns. going on. Yeah, they're going on, um, you know, missions to like Africa and stuff like that. Coming back, they got more facial hair. Some of these other guys haven't even got a Gillette shaver. It's men versus boys some of the time, and now they're getting better. I will say this, Gabe, from the sport that I'm following, know what I've noticed too when I'm betting golf? All those times, like the favorites would have the crown going wild for them. See how hard it was for them to uh, put like three or four birdies together. That's why DJ had that lead, and it worked for him. When Shoffley and Justin Thomas were be- breathing down their throat, you would have the fans like cheering them, and then boom, loose tee shot, bad mistake, bogey. Good point. So I'm going to exactly. say that it's very, very hard to maintain it. You know what? How about we didn't get to that actually? We're all over the place, but no fans. Dustin Johnson. How much has that helped them, Cam? Like through just the run and just being more peaceful sure. out there and. You know, like the wild mood swings and the crowd, ooh and ah, and like it gets to you. It just, it does. Um, all right, so we've got some live movement here, uh, gentlemen. Last night we were on the air, and we were talking, and we track numbers all the time, and we're on the air all the time. So in <laughs> the middle of the night last night, I saw it go from nine to nine and a half. And you know that number 10, big number for, for teasers, uh, especially if, you know, we're talking about anti-teasers, but God, how would you not be able to take the Texans plus 17 here if it gets up to 10? Uh, but nevertheless... Well, you can make the case for KC, Gabe. You can make the case for KC at I home know, with the fans. Down to two and a half. That's what I'm saying. It's going to get to 10 because they're going to get burnt by this. Those seven-point teasers, yeah. they're not going to like it at two and a half. They're going to have to make it three here. So I think we're getting a 10 here, Babano. That's I think I, I'm not guaranteeing it, but I think there could be a 10 coming. In this football game, totals come down to 53 and a half. Um, so the battle is going to be hanging out with us uh, still. So I'll quickly throw it to you, Cam, on this. And then you and I will break it down in depth tomorrow. But as we're less than 24 hours away right now from this football game, where, where are you standing? What are you thinking about doing? And no, no, nothing official. Well, it doesn't have to be official. But what, what, yeah. what are you thinking of? Well, the thing I I look at the total, and you know me, sometimes I like to look at people that pound overs and go under, but I got to think, like, the sloppiness, the way these teams are, I I don't know, like, do you take the over, or, like, are the defenses going to be prevalent? I got to believe that Houston getting embarrassed from this team will come out and score some points, and Kansas City's just absolutely, you know, covered with talent on all sides of the ball. Hilaire, too, all the rookies, they want to get these guys involved, Gabe. I got to tell you something, man, probably the over. That's the way I would look in the game. And even with the teaser on Kansas City, they, they got to win by more than three. I also have one. I'd like to apologize for everybody that took uh, Shapilov off with me that ruined our parlay. But I got something a little bit juicier tomorrow with the ladies. Watch out for Jennifer Brady, plus 200 against Naomi Osaka on the on the spread bet, plus three and a half. 
to plus money. That's what I, I'm, I'm watching this girl play, man. She can play. That's uh, my tennis pick. And I've been really good in tennis till that Shapovalov play. It sucked. The raging redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. I mean, you got a lot of great one-liners uh, tonight. <laughs> Something juicy for the ladies. <laughs> All right. I got to be honest um, with you, Marenzi. Uh, I, you did the show. I set my alarm after that Islander game. I passed out and I woke up to my alarm. I'm like, whoa, whoa. And then I realized I just ran downstairs and turned on the computer and we're ready job. to rock. Like, I haven't even got into the sauce yet. I just made I made one drink. I'm going to have a couple to wind down tonight. But great job as usual, Babano. Hope you hit a lot of winners. You've been doing a great job, too. And uh, we'll talk, Gabe. So, golf, I'm going out with this. Uh, Joel Damon at 30. Cameron Davis at 33. Will Gordon at 60 to 1. And our boy, Denny McCarthy at 65 to 1. Gabe, may the winners be all of ours. Good luck, Cam. The, ra- the raging redhead, uh, Cam. Uh, Cam Stewart. Um, you can catch uh, me and Cam Game Time Decisions, 6 o'clock uh, Eastern on many of the same radio stations you're tuning in uh, right now. You can follow me on Sports Rage. At Sports Rage on Twitter, Cam Stewart, at Cam Stewart Live for all the information and links. So one thing, um, guys, about about the Houston Texans. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins isn't there. Um, their depth at wide receiver is pretty good. And I'm a big fan of having a bunch of dudes as opposed to one or two guys or one guy that you just force the ball to all the time. And, you know, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Brandon Cooks, uh, Randall Cobb. Deshaun Watson is the quarterback, guys. Like, he's got some weapons. We've talked about this, and I've stressed this a couple of times with Bano this week. There's a difference between Bill O'Brien being sort of an idiot and a bad general manager and making weird trades or weird contracts and, like, signings and stuff like that. Yet, there's also a difference between the fact that the Houston Texans still have a lot of talent on the football field. And, you know, the thing is, guys, the Super Bowl champions, 17-3 and three straight up at Bano, last 20 years in the first game of the year on Thursday, this Thursday night opener. 17-3, 13-5-2 against the spread. Cam brought it up. They blew a 24-0 lead in the playoffs last year. You want motivation. There's motivation. Not to mention the Texans have to be motivated by the fact that everybody says how much they suck just because they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Like I said, they're still a deep team. And Deshaun Watson's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. What's your uh, what's your take right now? We're gonna be going to a break in a minute uh, here, but get the ball rolling. What's your take on this game, Babano? Yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting one to watch. Of course, no preseason, limited pr- training camp practice sessions. So how's that going to inf- impact things from a side perspective? It's tough because I all I remember is Houston just getting shredded by Kansas City. Uh, off uh, their defense just getting torched, and then Kansas City in the playoff game got. Chris Jones, one of their key pass rushers back, and it wasn't the same Texans offense. I'm going against the grain here. I'm going a little first half under, full game under in this game. I don't feel good about it because these are two explosive offenses, but I'll dare them to be sharp in the first week with no preseason. I like your honesty. You don't feel good about it, but you're going to do it. (laughs) My life story. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the name of my book. Didn't feel good about it, but I did it anyways. Portrait's Late Night continues. Ian Cameron, thanks to Cam Stewart. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabe Morenci. Thanks to the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart for kicking it with us. What a wild uh, Wednesday it's been. We're into Thursday uh, right now. Wherever, you know, all these days are coming together, man, in this uh, pandemic, aren't they? And the, the bubbles and hubs and... Um, I got to tell you, though, Babano, I love basketball, and I watched every single game of that basketball tournament. Uh, me and Big Man on campus, he was into it. Um, you know, I watched every, I, I know you watched some of the games. I watched every single one of those basketball tournament games. That, remember, it was like the summer, and it was all nice out, and I'm like, I'm sitting inside watching these college alumnus teams uh, playing, yep. and I've literally watched, like, every game in the NBA bubble. Like I don't think like I've I don't think I've missed one. You know what I mean? Like even like the seeding games I saw because they're all during the day. I've seen like almost every game, and I love the NBA, but it's nice to have some football. Like let's bring it on. Let's bring on some NFL football right now. I don't know what kind of football it's gonna be. It's gonna be unique, and I, I like you know I totally get where you're going with this, Babani. You're just rolling the dice that the offenses are a little sloppy out of the gate, I guess, right? That's exactly it, uh, Gabe, especially because in Kansas City's case, look, they had a phenomenal offense. They do, and you saw what they did coming back in the Super Bowl, but they're working in some new pieces. You know, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif is not going to be there on the O-line, so they're going to have a change there at that position. Damian Williams opted out, so you're going to have some shifting going on in the running back core, although this is going to be one of those games, even though I like the under first half full game, this is going to be that first game where I get to test my theory of Clyde Edwards-Alaire props to in terms of uh, receptions and, and receiving yards. The same kind of props I like to bet over with Damian Williams because I think he's going to just slot in perfectly, plug and play for Andy Reid. He'll just come in there seamlessly, be that safety valve running back for Patrick the Mahomes, for that, get him the ball in screen game, and, and look for some uh, over-reception props and receiving yards props on him. Rookie... Um... Well, we'll have more Babano in level two here. One thing with Babano, in theory, it's good, but can he pass protect, right? If, like, these rookie running backs get their quarterbacks yep. murdered, that's a problem for good them. Good point. Despite how talented they are. Level two coming up. Portrait's late night. Continues. Bring it. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.